Welcome to Let's Place. It's the podcast that ranks all them video games you've heard about. Mostly ones you haven't heard about. That's... I already fucked this up. Alright. <laughs> uh, it's... We got a three-person app this week, and the first time, and I feel like an eternity. We're just gonna... We're gonna take it easy. Nice and slow. We're gonna... We're gonna put... We're gonna, we're gonna take the scenic route on this one. Uh, on a got, train, uh, maybe. <laughs> yeah, perhaps on a train. Um, we have got what I am, at least for the time being, considering the core Let's Place crew, which is me and, uh, science partner Chelsea, who I think gave herself that official title. Well, I just <laughs> and, made the uh, suggestion. Right, well, we yeah. We could be, like, science partners. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And there's really no, like, process, like, it's just, you said it, and now it exists. Because it's um, cute. Yeah. And uh, let's place all-time superstar veteran Crystal. That's me. Yeah, which <laughs> that's a much more exciting-sounding title than Science Partner. <laughs> uh, anyway, we have another five games to add to this list and figure out some more, discover more truths about the nature of the quality of video <laughs> games. Um. We have currently 225 games on this list, and we are rating another five new ones. We have got Power Pro Coon Pocket 3 for the Game Boy Advance, Endless Fight Flight 2 for PC, uh, Legend of the Red Dragon for the Amiga, or, oh, it's also on DOS, and... Uh, train Simulator for PC. And last but not least, we have Dr. Mario, which this was a listener's suggestion and they didn't specify which version. I'm going to say the NES version. Let's just pick one. I'm going to add NES. Okay. All right. So that means, I guess without anything else, is there any new business that we need to cover before getting into this? <laughs> There never is. I've never asked that <laughs> yeah. question before. I'm not sure why I am now. Yeah, I don't know why. Yeah, I don't know why. I need a pen to track things, and I can't. Mm, where did a pen go? Yeah, that's true. I guess. Well, here's a sharpie. I guess I'm using that. All right. Just let me get that nice little. Get that on the recording. Mm-hmm. All right. So, I guess let's start with Pro Power Pro Coon Pocket Three. Which is a Konami game. Uh, well, no, it's published by Konami, developed by Diamond Head. Um, let's see. Power Pro Coon Pocket 3 is the third game in the long-running arcade baseball series for handhelds and the first to appear on the Game Boy Advance. As a whole, it's part of the larger Jikyo Powerful Pro Yakyu series, also developed for the main console systems. The game includes a success mode... Great. Where the baseball sequences are combined with a larger storyline, story introducing simulation and role-playing elements. Generally, the aim is to train a weak player to become one of the best, mixed with different intrigues. Different intrigues? <laughs> in this version, the player's character... Uh, in this version, the player's character was once a famous high school baseball player who got killed. What? The doctor resurrected him as a robot, and now he needs to go to three stages to regain his status. 
The first phase requires the character to get drafted with a team. In the second, he needs to earn money to earn a lifelong battery. And the third and final phase requires a, requires acquiring a memory level of more than 80%. The character can go to his former high school and duel rivals in different minigames. The player's character has HP, a stress bar, and a memory bar, which are affected by various events. The player can do jobs to earn money and power-ups, restore health, date a girlfriend, train or med mediate. I think that's supposed to be meditate. Suffer from illness or emotional trauma. <laughs> and there's even an inventory with items and a screen with all the acquired abilities. Other modes are exhibition, arrange, Ooh. data, and different minigames. That's a lot. <laughs> Playing against other people using a link to cable is supported. The customization options are extensive, ranging from the amount of control the computer is given uh, to the different team and player statistics. Games consist of several innings where the player takes turns hitting and pitching. Most of the traditional game rules are followed. This game sounds amazing. Yeah, this uh, it it sounded like it seemed like it was going to be just like a. Uh your run-of-the-mill like little baseball game but this sounds <laughs> no. like something no, you've yeah, got to wikipedia this is an annual series that ran from 99 to 2011 wow okay and i'm wondering if each one is as deep as this i hope so or or if hopefully they at least stayed this deep afterwards or just got even crazier he's just you die and get resurrected as a robot and go on dates with a girlfriend and that's a baseball game <laughs> Oh, this is amazing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Thank you, Crystal, for linking the uh, the Moby Games page. Wow. Okay. We're starting off with a bang. Um, yeah. Let's see. So I said we've rated 225 games. That means we are starting at 112. So uh, let's see. Where is it? 112. Oh, uh, Crystal, how does this game compare to Guilty Gear 2 Overture? the, like, MOBA-esque sequel to the original Guilty Gear that I think people kind of like, but it's definitely not the kind of game you associate with Guilty Gear. Do people like that game? I think people, at the very least, respect they did something so weird and different with a sequel. There was a port for the PC released last year, evidently. Okay, well, there must have been some level of demand for that. Yeah, I mean, I really like that they made a Guilty Gear MOBA and just called it Guilty Gear 2. <laughs> it's really crazy. <laughs> but I don't know that that game has much more to offer me, so I'm going to vote for Power Pro. Okay. Uh, Chelsea? Um, I'm trying to remember what Guilty Gear is even like. So Guilty Gear is a fighting game by Arc System Works right. uh, that stars the adventures of Soul Bad Guy, who's the Soul Good Guy. <laughs> and, uh, I don't know, you do some fights and air dashes and uh, fight your way to victory. Yeah, Power Pro sounds much more interesting and, and That's cool. That's fair. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm with y'all. Guilty Gear 2 is kind of a cool thing, but this game I want to go play right now. So, uh, that means that it moves up to number 56. So, Chelsea, how does Power Pro compare to Street Fighter Cross Mega Man? The fan-made Mega Man game where all the bosses are Street Fighter characters. Now, I, I do like that concept. That's It's very cute. Yeah. It's good. Right. But still going with Power Pro. Okay. Okay. Uh, Crystal. Luke, how would you respond if I said there are no good Mega Man games? 
Uh, I would tell you that you're a liar, and um, I would have to really do some soul searching to figure out how I could continue associating with you. There's there's uh, there's a good like, I'm gonna say, I think there's probably twenty good Mega Man games. Okay, so you're hitting like an average of point one fifty. Oh, it's. I am. Yes, absolutely. It's not a good. It's not a good hit rate. I will grant you that. Now, are you just assuming that this game is like as tightly controlled as Mega Man Two? Um, I don't know if it's necessarily up to the level of the best Mega Man's, but from what I've heard of people who've played it, it is a very like faithful recreation of eight bit Mega Man games. Okay, that means I don't like it, so I'm going for Power Pro. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Uh, I think I would also give it to Power Pro, although I think it would be closer than uh, it was for you. So that means Power Pro is moving up to number 28. Crystal, how does it compare to Deadly Premonition, the cult action-adventure third-person shooter game inspired by Twin Peaks? Oh, Power Pro is better. Okay. Uh, Chelsea? Hmm. I think... I'm going to have to give it to Power Pro. Yeah, um, Power Pro seems every bit as crazy as Deadly Premonition, and also it sounds like it might actually play well. <laughs> so, yeah. Might. Uh, boy, Power Pro is just rocketing up the charts then. Chelsea, oh, here's the here's the game that was the big barrier last time. How does Power Pro compare to The Last of Us, the uh, universally acclaimed third-person survival shoot game about a sad father in the zombie world and i am getting a phone call so i'm gonna mute this one sec chelsea do you have thoughts uh uh no as you can tell <laughs> um you're not obligated to vote for it i know listen i'm trying to be objective work me through your process here <laughs> Why, why do you feel like you should vote for The Last of Us? Probably won awards. And so it's probably... Yeah, but what do you think of it? I've never played it. Do you like to kill zombies? I haven't done a lot of killing zombies in my time. Not entirely sure how my feelings about it. Do you like to kill humans? Particularly? I don't think seems like this is not your game. I can say you probably don't kill anyone in Power Pro. You probably just paid baseball. You've convinced me. Okay. And I also vote for Power Pro, so let's move on to the game. <laughs> uh, Metal Gear Solid 2 Sons of Liberty. <laughs> just gonna do this without Luke. Chelsea, what do you think? <laughs> um... You're aware that this is Luke's favorite video game. Now, are you familiar with the Metal Gear series? Uh, not really. I'm waiting for Luke to tell Ashley so I can also be told about Metal Gear. But I do trust Luke in his opinions, and I'm, I will give it to Metal Gear. Really just doing this without Luke. <laughs> okay, but here's the thing. You could vote for Power Pro. <laughs> could but i do have to draw the line at at some point the line is but why here is it just because luke likes it no no it's not because just because luke likes it 
is just, you know, it's high on the list. But I guess Power Pro could also be high on the list. We don't know yet. I just want to hear what your thoughts are. Sorry about that. I'm back, and I was hearing conversation Hi. happening while I was away. So, yeah, we voted above The Last of Us, Luke. We're currently oh. debating uh, Metal wow, Gear okay. 2. Boy, Metal that... Gear Solid 2, rather. Boy, I'm... Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Uh, what was the rationale behind voting it above The Last of Us, just so I'm caught up? Wait a second. You were about to vote it above Metal Gear Solid 2 while I wasn't no, we, here? No, we were discussing it. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh. But no, what, what was the justification for voting it above Last of Us? I'm not against it. I just want to hear it. I don't know. Tal kind of mystified me. and uh, <laughs> She and... does. She is able to do that. <laughs> well, I was just trying to draw out Chelsea's opinions, mm-hmm. and I asked her if she liked See, killing that, there zombies, it is. and she said no. Okay. As if she liked killing humans, she said no. Mm-hmm. So I was like, this doesn't seem like your type of game. I mean, but how do you feel about protecting children? Protecting children is good. Okay, what about protecting children by killing zombies and humans? <laughs> Listen, we've already moved on. It's fine. All right, you know what? That's fair. The votes are locked in. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. All right, so yeah, we're talking about Power Pro versus Metal Gear Solid 2 Sons of Liberty, one of the best video games ever made, um, in, both in my opinion and according to this list. Uh, These are both Konami games that came out in the same year. Oh, really? Okay, that's interesting. Um uh, let's see, Crystal. What are you thinking? Because I know you also like Metal Gear. Power Pro is pretty good, though. Is it? It does seem pretty good. It does seem pretty good. There's probably less sexism. I am not at all prepared to assume that. <laughs> Especially because it certainly has some sexism issues, but by Metal Gear standards, MGS2 is relatively light on that stuff. Okay, what about biphobia? Yeah, no, that is fair. That is fair. It just seems like it's a more pure game, you know? It, it definitely seems like it is the, the target audience is a younger crowd, which maybe means it's got a little less of that type of thing. I, I can see that argument. And it's all about a robot trying to regain his status as a person? Right. It's this weird, like, it, Pinocchio-esque tale. Yeah. I mean, I... I won't judge you if you voted above Metal Gear Solid 2. Okay, then I will. All right. Okay. That's one vote for Power Pro Coon Pocket 3. Chelsea. I, th- I think I got to give it to Metal Gear. Now, why is that? It's probably a deeper game, honestly. Chelsea, I just, I just want to hear a reason that isn't, well, it's probably good. Other people think so. Yeah, but that's all you're saying about Power Pro, really. None of us have played that game. No, I'm saying my opinions of Power Pro. Right. Okay. Okay. I don't feel like Chelsea has given her opinion on Metal Gear. <laughs> I don't have one. I can't have one because I've never... But do you, do you think Power Pro looks good? Yeah, I think it also looks good. If a weird, like person in a trench coat op- threw their jacket open and they had Metal Gear Solid 2 inside of one half of the jacket and Power Pro in the other. Which one would you take? I would just run. <laughs> That's also reasonable. What if they've drawn you into a strange shadow dimension that you can't leave until you pick a game? <laughs> 
You're not going to hurt my feelings if you don't pick Metal Gear, if that's what you're worried about. I'm not worried about hurting your feelings. <laughs> All right, good. <laughs> okay, well, I guess I would probably be more inclined to play Power Pro, so I'll, I'll vote for Power Pro. All right, Power Pro takes it. I vote for Metal Gear Solid 2, but I'm outvoted. It was going to, like... If it's going to lose to stuff, this is the kind of thing I want to see it lose to, so that's fine. Although this is officially a top 10 game now, according to us, so I hope it's actually good. <laughs> I hope it's as good as the, like, two-paragraph blur made it sound. That means that it is now moved up to number four. Chelsea, how does Power Pro Coon 3 compare to Elite Beat Agents, the famous, uh... Uh, famous? I don't know. It's a DS rhythm game where you're a bunch of secret agents that solve everyone's problems by singing at them real good. I will vote for Elite Beat Agents. Alright. Crystal. So here's the thing I keep coming back to on Elite Beat Agents. Okay. The circle thing sucks. It do- It's not great. That is a bad part of that game. And like, I'll it's in that. basically every song, I think, right? I think so. It's always yeah. quite like, yeah, this game is fun. I'm having a good time. And, and then that you circle spin thing that circle. shows up. And I feel like I'm yeah. going to destroy my DS. Yeah, it, it's... I feel like I can play that game conscience-free now because I have, like, a very old DS that's like, oh, this is just my burner DS that I can destroy the touchscreen on. But, no, I get what you're saying. It's That's not a good mechanic. I feel like that's a major enough flaw that I would go for Power Pro. Okay. okay. Which, uh, as far as reviews go, has a 4.25 out of 5 on muparadise.com. Okay. All right. So it does sound like it is a well-regarded game. That that is that's good. Um, I think while I acknowledge the circle flaw that you have laid out, I really love Elite Beat Agents in spite of that, and I think that my love for it kind of just overwhelms that problem with it in a way that like I don't have a fondness for Power Pro the way I have for Elite Beat Agents, although I'm excited to go form that fondness as soon as we're done recording this. Um, But I think I got to give it to Elite Beat Agents. Uh, In which case, uh, it moves back down. So, Crystal, how does Power Pro compare to another great sports game that people love to play? Rocket League, where you play soccer with cars. Is that what that game is? Yeah, it's yeah. you it is like a physics based you drive a car around a giant soccer field and you have like jump jets sort of speed racer style jump jets that you can flip into the air to kick, blast a ball around and you just play soccer. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I kind of fell off Rocket League because I felt like it was impossible for me to get any better at it and the base level of gameplay is kind of simplistic after a while. I can see that argument, sure. Whereas, there's definitely, know, like, I think that game actually has a pretty high skill ceiling, but there is a hard, like, barrier you gotta break through to, like, learn how to fly with the car that is very difficult to get the hang of. Yeah, I'm never gonna get there. Yeah, me neither. It seems like Power Pro has a lot more going on, so I'm gonna vote for Power Pro. Okay. Uh, Chelsea. You said Speed Racer-esque, and th- that got me, that got right. me interested. But... You know what? I'm, I'm going to go with Power Pro. Okay. Yeah, that's two for Power Pro. Um, I think I would vote for it, too. I love Rocket League, but Power Pro seems like it's fun to play and has a lot of charm, whereas Rocket League is just kind of itself. And that's neat in its own way, but yeah. No, Power Pro. 
Speaking of charm, Chelsea, how does Power Pro whatever compare to Earthbound? Earthbound. The, the yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, it's that SNES JRPG where you're a little baseball capped boy that beats up uh, cosmic horrors. Um, all right, yes, yeah, so that's one vote for Earthbound, uh, Crystal. So okay, the thing with this game, mm-hmm. it was revered for a very very long time. Sure. And then it became accessible. Uh-huh, yes. And then it seemed like it was not so revered. And people said, mm, you know, Earthbound's okay. You know, it's really good. Mother 3. Sure. And what I, I think is yeah. going to happen is when Mother 3 becomes accessible, there's going to be a backlash against that game too. I think there probably will be some backlash because people are just kind of on the, the bandwagon. But also, as someone that's actually played Mother 3, it's a pretty fucking good game. Well, it just kind of makes me wonder, is is Earthbound good, or is it just being colored? Uh, what do you mean? Was it being colored by the fact that it was, like, this mystical thing that nobody could play for a long time? I think that definitely played a factor in how much it got kind of lauded. One could say that game stinks. If you are really not a fan of Dragon Quest-style combat, I can see where you would bounce hard off of Earthbound. No, it was more talking about how the manual came with the with the stinky stuff. Oh, right, yeah, it had the scratch and sniff stickers, yes. And I like Dragon Quest. Okay. Yeah, I, I tried to play Earthbound. I didn't... I bounced off of it. Hmm. But I would... I think I'd rather play Power Pro. Okay, okay. I think that's a, a reasonable... I, I, I feel like these two games feel like they're cut from a similar cloth. And actually, I love Earthbound... I would not put it above Mother 3. I think I might put it above Earthbound, because Earthbound's a little janky in places. In a way that can kind of get in the way of what makes that game great. So, yeah, I think I'm going to have to vote for Power Pro. Man, a game I've never heard of got very... Like, I fell in love with this game very quickly. Yeah, you did. (laughs) Just seeing the truth. All right. In that case, Power Pro Coon Pocket 3 is ranked at number 5. Directly below Elite Beat Agents and directly above Earthbound. Wow. Alright. We're going to take a quick break while I take care of something. So yeah, we, we someone broke into the top 10 for the first time and I don't know how long. And Jeez. Wow. Okay. Uh... We've got more games. Yep. That was the first one. <laughs> I used to know how to host this show. <laughs> I feel like I something happened. I fell down a flight of stairs or something, and now I can't say the words right. Uh, anyway, our next game is Endless Flight 2. For This is a browser-based PC game. Uh, in Endless Flight 2, the player has to navigate a dragon through a cavern without touching the cave or flying into rocks. The dragon's controlled with the mouse. By clicking the left mouse, the dragon flaps his wings and moves up. Releasing the button lets the dragon sink to the surface. This is just Flappy Bird. This is just <laughs> Flappy Bird. When does this come out? Well, came out in 2006. Game. Uh, the longer the dragon survives, the more points the player gets. By picking up red diamonds, the player is able to get a few extra points. Blue balls let a shield appear. Uh, yeah. This is this is a very simple browser mm-hmm. game that of the type that you've probably played millions of. So let's see how it makes it through the way. 
Makes it through the wait? What? I'm just... You're tired. <laughs> I'm not really, though, is the problem. That'd be a good excuse. Uh, trying to come Chelsea. for you. <laughs> <laughs> How does Endless Flight compare to number 112 on the list, Dora the Explorer Barnyard Buddies? The PlayStation 1 Dora the Explorer edutainment game that came out way later than a PlayStation 1 edutainment game ought to have and doesn't look all that good for it. So I'm voting for Dragon Flash game. Endless Fight. Endless Flight 2. <laughs> okay. All right, uh, Crystal. So I usually try to be nice to these, you know, very simple games that were clearly developed by one person. Sure. Uh, seems like a developer. This is called Impotent Boy 2. Oh, great. Okay. Um, here's my problem. Okay. This is Endless Flight 2. Right. It doesn't seem like it's an improvement on Endless Flight 1. Ah. If it was Endless Flight 1, I might, I might be nicer to it, but... If, it, if you're going to be a lazy developer, Infinite Boy 2, I'm going to vote for Dora. Okay, so that argument makes sense to me, but I feel like this isn't the place to argue about the lazy developer. <laughs> because it's going up against Dora the Explorer Barnyard Buddies for the PlayStation 1, which, yeah, I don't know. I, I think i got to go with Endless Flight 2, but... Um, I think it might not make it much higher, because I do think you made a compelling argument. Um, but that means we're looking up at number 56. Oh, yeah, Crystal, how does it compare to You Don't Know Jack Volume 3, the third in the trivia computer game game show series that people like to do? Is that a good one? I think they're all kind of the same with different questions. Hold on, sorry, I was distracted because I'm looking up. Infinite Boy 2. His name is apparently George <laughs> Karelic. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, he's still in game development. He has a Twitter account. Oh, at good friend. Karelic. What's he working on these days? Uh, not, not, doesn't say. No. Oh, uh, what? Steven Sausage Roll? It's on sale on Steam right now. Okay. All right. Well, then maybe he, you know, kind of springboarded off of this into making some other games. I don't know how Steven Sausage well, Roll is. We haven't ranked it yet. It kind of seems like, um,. Minecraft styled Captain Toad game? Huh. Okay, that sounds alright. Um Well we're not judging that game. No, we we're not, to the we're list not. though. Uh I um, will. of course. Uh you don't know Jack are... Three is the first one that had the the host, the Cookie Masterson character as like a main fixture of the show. Now see that's what I'm talking about. That's a major innovation in a sequel, right. unlike this game. So I'm voting for you don't know Jack. Okay. Okay. Uh, Chelsea. Yeah, I'm also voting for You Don't Know Jack. Uh, I'm also voting for You Don't Know Jack. So this drops. So uh, we're going down to Fire Emblem Gaiden. Chelsea, how does this game compare against, uh, I think it was the second Fire Emblem game on the NES? Um, yep. It, it's Fire Emblem on the NES. I think that I'm voting for Fire Emblem. Alrighty. Uh, Crystal. Yeah, Fire Emblem Gaiden is a cool game. Uh, it recently got remade for the 3DS. Oh, is that the one that got remade? Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, this kind of added more RPG elements in the style of Zelda 2. So, you know, again, innovating in a sequel. So, Fire <laughs> sure. Emblem. But yeah, you really got it stuck in your craw <laughs> about the <laughs> lack of innovation. 
Uh, all right. In that case, it is moving down again to number 97. Uh, Crystal, how does this compare to Rocket Robot on Wheels, a third-person platforming adventure game for the Nintendo 64? Rocket's better. Okay. Chelsea? Yeah, from what I remember of uh, Rocket, it's it seems really cute and charming, so I'll, um, I'll vote for Rocket. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, listen, the fact that this thing beat a mediocre entertainment game uh, does not say a lot about how high it deserves to be. Uh, that means it drops to number 104. Chelsea, how does this compare to Back to the Future, the game, the Telltale Adventure game, about, uh, you know, uh, the movies that people like? Uh, <laughs> um, Endless Flight is is a cute little game, but it's it's probably not better than Back to the Future, the game. Okay. So I'll vote for Back to the Future. Okay. Uh, Crystal. Yeah, I like Telltale Games. I'll vote for Back to the Future. Now, do you have to ask? I feel like your innovation argument's going to come back to bite you here because Telltale is the most, like, spit the same thing out with a different coat of paint on it of any developer. Well, this is this is pre-Walking Dead, so when sure. does this come out? Um, back to the Future, the game. This was, like, contemporary with their Jurassic Park game. Yeah, this was a 2010 game. Yeah. They hadn't made that many games at this point. Okay, okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm also going to go for Back to the Future. I'm just, you know, I'm prodding. All right. So then we are down to number 108. Crystal, how does this compare to Make Your Own Murder Party? The game from Electronic Arts where you just sort of generate all the materials you need to have a murder mystery party. I've never heard of this game before. Oh, oh, were you not on that episode? Yeah, so this no. is... Right, because this is from the E3 episode. You weren't on it. So it basically... I don't remember exactly how it works, but it's from, like, the late 80s, I think. And it's just... It sort of randomly seeds a, uh, like, murder mystery. And then you can, like, print out all the roll cards and stuff for people to have, like, a murder mystery mm-hmm. dinner party thing. I think you, like, put your friends' names into it so that it, like, creates the roles with their names and that kind of thing. It's it's really not a game so much as a piece of software to enable you to play a different game. Yeah, that seems to be the impression I'm getting here. Yeah. You know how I feel about Mario Maker. Right, yeah, of course, yes. This is... This is... <laughs> this is no... Uh, this is just an app that would come with a board game. Right. <laughs> it's not a game. <laughs> You're absolutely right. If it came out today, that's how it would be. So I'm going to vote for Endless Flight, too. Okay. Uh, Chelsea. Endless Flight. Okay. I still like cute. Murder Party. I think I would have given it to that, but I'm outvoted. Uh, Listen, it's a, case... it's a cute software, but it's not a game. I... How did that game get this high? Because, I mean, people kind of liked it. It's not a game. <laughs> Listen. It's less of a game if... than Mario Maker. Crystal, in the year 2017, we're not going to have an argument about, no, that's not a game. Your walking simulators. Yeah. No, but can, can you even actually play the game within the application? No, of course not. Don't be stupid. Okay, then it's not a game. It's not a video game, anyways. Uh, let's see. Chelsea, how does this game compare to another game from our E3 episode, Monkey Magic, the uh, Nintendo arcade game from the 70s that's just breakout except you're destroying a monkey's face? I do, I do like that monkey magic. Okay. Uh, Crystal. 
It's from the 70s, you said? I believe so, yeah. Might be, like... It's, like, one of the very first games Nintendo ever made. Yeah, 1979. When did Breakout come out? Uh, that's a good question. Let's find out. 76, apparently. Yeah. Hmm. Kind of like these graphics. Yeah, they're 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 interesting. <laughs> yeah, it's more interesting than Endless Flight. <laughs> I guess so. For Monkey Magic. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, that is two for Monkey Magic. So Endless Flight moves down. Uh, it's got one last comparison to make here. Crystal, how does it fare against All Star Baseball 2002? It's a baseball sports game. It, it, it's it's the 2002 equivalent of like MLB The Show. Uh, well, yeah. I guess I want to see if there's any innovation here. Sure. Right. From from All Star Baseball two thousand one. Oh, it's two thousand one. Well, no, no. I'm saying have they innovated since two thousand one in two thousand two? Oh, well, this was the first one on next gen consoles. Oh, oh. Well, excuse me. <laughs> so I guess it has better graphics, and I can't imagine Endless Flight one could have worse graphics. Sure. Yeah. So I'm voting for All Star Baseball. <laughs> okay, Chelsea. Yeah, All Star Baseball looks looks good. Uh, okay. In that case, uh, boy, these three-person episodes just scream along. They're so fast. Uh, you can actually talk to people and hear responses. It's crazy. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, I, Endless Flight 2 has been ranked at number 108, directly above Make Your Own Murder Party and directly below All-Star Baseball 2002. It's better than classic flight sim Isle Dash 2 Sturmovic. <laughs> Objectively, yes. Alright, our next game is another one involving dragons. Oh, wait, we might be taking another break. Alright, we're back <laughs> for the third video game that we're doing a thing on. Let's do it. Let's go. It is the third the game is the Legend of the Red Dragon. More dragons. Uh, let's see, we've got, this was developed by Robinson Technologies in 1989 for the Amiga and DOS. up Seth Abel Robinson, so already we've got a self-insert, puts his money where his mouth is, oh, never mind, no, 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 <laughs> that's just the name of the developer. Wow, that's not the plot of the game. Let's just start from the top here. Sysop Seth Abel Robinson puts his money where his mouth is and cobbles together a BBS door game for his Amiga board after finding a dearth of other similar offerings for his platform. The framework is textbook RPG. Choose your class, fight monsters to loot money and to upgrade equipment and earn experience points to advance in levels until you become sufficiently hardened (laughs) through battle to vanquish the red dragon. Scourge of the land. Input is handled through multiple choice selections. Output is dished up as colorful text. The above minimalist formula doesn't yet describe the makings of a successful game until you factor in a few additional elements. The unexpected complexity suggested by unpredictable random events manifesting just when you think you've got the gameplay down pat on autopilot. The lackadaisical sense of rude and lewd adolescent humor. Whatever, dude. (laughs) permeating the fantasy world (laughs) more rabble than uh, more rap i don't know how to pronounce this person's name rabble r-a-b-e-l-a-i-s that's rabble more rabble than tolkien yeah oh rabble yeah okay and of course playing against your friends not just to compete against their high score but directly pitting your character in combat against theirs played by the computer then looting their corpse to add insult to injury and boost your bragging rights Broadcasted the Daily Bulletin to all active players. 
individual sysop customizations and an explosion of user-made IGMs, in-game modules, expand the play experience enormously from board to board, leaving the player with a vague notion of the framework of what they're going to get next, but keeping the specifics sufficiently jumbled with selections from a deep bag of tricks to keep them on their toes. So this sounds... Hmm, okay. This is one of the classic door games. I don't know what that means. It's What's uh, a... a game that interfaces with the BBS. Oh, 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 yes. Okay, like a all right, bulletin board system. Okay. Kind of like a mud, but this is what they had before months. This, this is the pre-mud mud. Yeah. This is dirt. Uh... <laughs> 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 don't laugh at that. <laughs> In Gama Sutra's essay on the history of computer role-playing games... Lord was considered to be a highly playable and memorable game, with colorful text and humor. The Escapist magazine highlighted the way Lord handled sexuality, which became more mature as Robinson developed the game over the years. Mm, this is still I'm actively sure. played today in uh, Lord tournaments. Huh, okay. Well, it sounds like he really did put his money where his mouth was and cobbled together a BBS door game. Yeah, he's uh, still an active game developer. Okay. Recently this, this, made Grootopia. Yeah, this sounds like it's sort of an interesting piece of, like, video game history. Oh, he made Duke Nukem 3D. He made the 3D Duke Nukem. Oh, no, I'm sorry. He made the Android port of Duke Nukem 3D. <laughs> Someone's got to do it. I Do they, though? I mean, you got to get that check. I Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Oh, he also made Legend of the Green Dragon in 2002. All right, uh, let's get to the ranking. We've done, what, 227? So this is going to fall onto 113 or 114. Let's see which one of those we haven't ranked yet. Let's go with... Oh, we've ranked both of these already. Let's go up one, then. Uh, Crystal, how does it compare to number 112, The Incredibles for Game Boy Advance? Was that good? It, uh, it looked okay. It was like a... Besides going brawler based on the Incredibles, it had some very nice like pixel art. I might classify this pixel art as bad. I thought it was okay. No, look at it again, my man. <laughs> All right, let me take a look. <laughs> Compare this to like Star Wars Episode Three for GBA. All right, uh, let me look at this that you sent me. Oh, you didn't send it to me. You just made me go find it myself. Never mind. <laughs> I got gotcha. you. Okay, Incredibles Game Boy Advance. I don't know, I think it looks... I mean, you're right, it's not Star Wars for the GBA, but I think it looks okay. It's also ranked much lower than Star Wars 3 for the GBA. Anyway, how are you comparing it to Lord? Sorry, I'm just going through uh, Seth Robinson's Twitter account, at RTSoft. Okay. Why do you keep looking at these people's Twitter accounts? Well, you know, I want to get some context. Looks like he recently played Nier, but died uh, during the boss fight at the end of the intro, and got frustrated because he lost all his progress. Um... Okay. He uh, He's working on some VR prototypes. Okay, okay. Looks like his wife is a big fan of Assassin's Creed Unity. Oh. Why? why? Uh, she likes Arno. Okay. <laughs> the Market Garden operation? <laughs> Crystal, how are you voting? I'm voting for a lord. Okay, Chelsea. I think I'm going to vote for uh, The Incredibles. Okay. Um, yeah, The Incredibles seems like it's just another brawler, and it seems competent, but Lord sounds like it's, like, kind of cool and unique, so I, I think I'm going to go for Lord. Um, 
which means it's going up to number 56. Chelsea, how does it compare to... Uh, no, we already did. You don't know Jack Volume 3. How does it compare to the fabulous Screech? A browser-based uh, first-person adventure game with um, lovingly crayon-drawn illustrations for everything. Um, I really like the sound of, uh, of Legend of the Red Dragon. I'm okay. I'm voting for that. Okay. Crystal. Yeah, I'm voting for Lord. Okay. All right. I kind of like the fabulous reach, but nah, I'd probably vote for Lord too. Uh, okay, Lord continues to rise like Lords tend to do. Uh, <laughs> to 27, 28. Let's go with 27. Crystal, how's Lord compared to Bloodborne, the third person werewolf shooting action times? Uh, hold on, I'm reading the Escapist article on the sexuality of Legend of the Red Dragon. Okay, well, while you do that, I'm just going to keep talking about Bloodborne. It's a game where you collect some umbilical cords from women who have miscarriages and then fuse them together into a god oh. that you fight. I don't really understand. Oh. Did, Crystal, did you play the DLC for Bloodborne? Did it explain any of that shit? Yeah. Well, actually, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> did it? So the god Cos uh, washed up Or some on... say Cosm. Yeah, some say Cosm. Right. Cos, or some say Cosm. Yeah. Uh, she washed up on the shore of a fishing village... Okay. And she died giving birth to her child, known as the Orphan of Cause. Okay. And then the people of the fishing village uh, kind of did experiments on her body. Well, that's not great. And this this placed the curse on the on the humans, which made them turn into beasts. Kind of started the whole cycle. So has the fishing village mm-hmm. become Yarnum? Uh, yeah, it's considered a precursor to Yarnum. I got you. Okay. It's sort of the the Lord ran to Yarn to Yarnum's Drang Lake. Sure. Sure. <laughs> have you have you learned what you needed to learn about the sexuality of Lord? It uh, looks like characters could contract STDs. What the uh, hell? Characters could get pregnant. Okay. All right. Yeah, it seems like a pretty detailed simulation. It does. Yeah. How does that compare to Bloodborne? Uh, Bloodborne's better. Okay. Yeah, Chelsea. Um, I'm gonna vote for Lord. Okay. Um. This is one of those weird ones where it's like, I would rather play Bloodborne, but Lord sounds kind of more interesting from a technical perspective. But I like Bloodborne a lot. I think I'm going to go for Bloodborne. Um, in which case, we're going to, let's see, 14 up from there brings us to 41. Uh, Chelsea, how does it compare to Grand Theft Auto V, the 3D fight shooting crime game where you drive cars and shoot people, and have a cynical, shitty attitude about the world. Uh, Lord. Okay. Uh, Crystal. Lord. Yeah, I'm also going Lord. My bias against GTA is well, uh, well documented. Let's see, so that brings us... Uh, Crystal, how does it compare to Advance of the Mega Camel, a.k.a. Attack of the Mutant Camels, which, if I remember right, is a Jeff Minter game... From before he just obsessively remade Tempest over and over. This is a new game to me. Yeah. Uh, I think it was for the Atari? Um, oh, it was for the Commodore 64 also. Apparently it's also Revenge of... Did I say Revenge of the Mutant Camels or Attack of the Mutant Camels? There's a lot of mutant camels involved. Um, is this game good? Uh, it looked okay. Oh, Lord looks better, though. Okay. All right. Uh, Chelsea. God, hang on. <laughs> okay. 
I have to show you this because it's really good. I oh, like this image. The Let's Place podcast is on the first page if you search for Advance of the Mega Camel. Great. I think Attack of the Mutant Camels is the name it's known better under, but uh, that's very good box art. <laughs> that's just a camel vomiting a rainbow. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so how are you voting, Chelsea? Uh, Lord. Yeah, I'm also going to vote Lord, although I do love them mega camels. Uh, all right, so that means we go to four, one, two, three. Uh, oh, Chelsea, how does it compare to a game from last episode? Hinoka Kara Fragment Eclipse, a doujin fighting game where you could be a maid and some other things, but I don't remember. Hang on, let me look at this thing. <laughs> all right, Crystal, do you remember enough about it to rank it? Oh, uh, yeah, I do. Okay, I'm how you voting? for Lord. Voting for Lord, okay, um... Under what basis, just to give Chelsea more time? <laughs> I mean, Lord seems like it's a seminal game in the genre that still mm -hmm. holds up today. Sure, that makes sense. Hinoka Care is no Street Fighter 2. Yeah, that's fair. And they're both, like, made by sort of obscure games made by single people. And in that context, Lord does seem more impressive. Oh, no, the, Lord does have multiple developers. Oh, okay. I had the impression it was just Robinson. Seth, Seth, Seth Robinson? Seth yes. A. Robinson. Uh, okay. Is this fighter lady, is this fighter lady pregnant? Um, I think she she's looks pregnant. pregnant, yeah. I don't like that. Uh, well, some might say that's very progressive. <laughs> some might. <laughs> How are you voting, Chelsea? Lord. All right, yeah, I'm also voting Lord. Uh, she should probably not do strenuous physical activity while she's that pregnant. I mean, That's, hey, Serena yeah. Williams won tennis good while pregnant. How pregnant was she? I don't know anything about this. What did she, she... Was, she was very pregnant. Was she? Okay, well, then that's Oof. impressive. And also, boy, that seems like a real bad time for her. But I guess she, I mean, she wanted to be there, so good for her. Pulled it off. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I'm voting for Lord. Um... <laughs> Uh, Chelsea, how does Lord compare to Quack? The, uh, arcade shooting ducks thing that's just Duck Hunt, but older. Yeah, Quack is just Duck Hunt. I'm voting but, but for hold Lord. Hold on. You well, forgot to mention that it came out ten years before Duck Hunt. Right, right. It's more accurate to say Duck Hunt is just Quack. Okay. Still voting for Lord. Okay. <laughs> Crystal? These are both pretty seminal games. Yeah, um, I think these are comparable. I, I gotta go for Quack. Yeah. You, you, you're a big fan of Quack. Um, I, I kind of am, too. I like the, the hand-painted, like, screen over it. That's kind of a neat, interesting, like, workaround for the graphics. But I I think I got to go with Lord. I think I got to go with Lord. Uh, in which case, Lord is ranked at number 28. We should say the full name here, Legend of the Red Dragon. So really, it should be, like, laudered. But I... <laughs> I guess I can understand why they go with Lord over that. It's maybe a catchier abbreviation. Uh, it is directly above Quack and directly below Bloodborne. And that means it's time for game number four, which is the one I've personally been the most excited to get to this time. It's Train Simulator. That game where you simulate them trains. Uh, uh, could you be more specific? Well, okay. I guess if I have to be. 
Uh, let's see, Train Simulator is a simulation game where a single player takes control of, the, some, of, of some of the world's most popular train routes. The base game features four world, real-world routes, all of which run on a tight schedule. Hamburg to Lubeck. Take the Vogelflugel in the... I don't know German. And bring German passengers from Hamburg to Lubeck and back. Marseille to Avignon. Take the TGV's breakneck speed, Line Grande Vitesse, along the French countryside from Marseille, St. Charles to Avignon. Now, could you put a little more French on that, Luke? Uh, from Marseille, St. Charles to Avignon. <laughs> now, could you put a little more Ocelot French on that? Uh, <laughs> do, uh, ma- oh, oh, wait. Oh, I forgot he tries to talk French and fails in five. Marseille to Avignon. There you go, yeah. <laughs> uh, Bristol to Cardiff. Travel through the southern Wales countryside along the South Wales coastal line. Uh, New York to Bayhead. Experience the precision of New York City's commuter rail along NJ Transit's modern New Jer- North Jersey coastline. Could you put a Joysy accent on that? New York to Bayhead. <laughs> Experience the precision of New York City's commuter rail along NJ Transit's modern North Jersey coastline. If, however, the imagination is too big for any of those routes, and really, whose imagination could be too big for a train route, there's always the ability to post and share your own routes, as well as a special rail fan mode where favorite game pictures can be shared with the community. There's also the TS Academy, where players can get a feel for the railroad and learn to master the machines. Um, I believe this is the game that is sort of notorious on Steam for having, like, three million dollars worth of expansions between just new uh areas to drive your train through and new different trains it's kind of the um for some like train enthusiasts it's kind of replaced the concept of collecting model trains it's like a really it's one of those games that not like most people don't know or care about but the people that do are obsessed with it um yeah. If I remember right, this is the one I'm remembering. It also had a thing on, like, some Halloween where it was like, <laughs> zombies have attacked, and you've got to drive your train to get the passengers away from the zombies. And it really didn't have any, like, mechanics associated with that. There was just some extra zombies on the train platform, so you could pretend like you were fleeing them. <laughs> That's adorable. <laughs> yeah, there are 40 pages worth Ooh. of DLC for it on Steam. Uh yeah. Uh, so, uh, Crystal, I should, before addressing you, figure out what game I'm going to make you compare this to. And say, how does this game compare against a different simulator? IL-2 Sturmovic, one of the uh, best flight simulators around that we learned only after shitting on it a whole bunch. Um, I guess really, what's your preference, trains or planes? Yeah, I feel bad about IL-2 Sturmovic, so I'll vote for that. Okay, Chelsea. Um, the the plane game. Yeah, yeah, okay. In that case, uh, Sturmovic <laughs> takes it, which I think is fair. Planes can go in more directions than trains can. Uh, in which case, that is uh, 56, so 168. Chelsea. How does this game compare to AC Doocy, a super old Apple II card game 
where you just play AC Ducey with the uh, AI, and it's exactly as fun as you might think. Which is to say, not very. Yeah. I mean, it kind of sounds like comparable to like solitaire and i like solitaire okay okay this is very hard because both of these things don't seem all that <laughs> all that interesting yeah they both seem kind of dull <laughs> uh, i'm gonna vote for train simulator okay uh uh crystal uh ac Ducey. and why is that i like card games yeah okay um, I'm gonna go with Train Simulator. It just, it's just, there's so much of it. It feels like it deserves something. In which case, it goes up 28, so we're gonna look at 140. Uh, Crystal, speaking of card games, how do you feel about Bicycle Casino Games? A much more recent game for Windows where you play a bunch of casino card games, like, you know, Blackjack and the other ones. <laughs> Who makes these games? Um, that's a great question. Uh, bicycle, casino, games, windows. Let's find you out. You this came out recently? It was like 2004. It's more recent than AC Ducey, which oh, was the 80s. I'm seeing 2001. Um, uh, there's probably different versions of it. I feel like I remember it having like, like 500 different games. That sounds familiar, yes. That's ridiculous. Yeah, but like, if you're not gambling what's the point of these games that's a great Practice? question you know blackjack maybe but there's like slots you're not even winning pokemon items it's just <laughs> pointless slots it's the gachapon without the gacha yeah so i guess yeah, it's got it's got like 15 20 games trains okay all right uh chelsea uh, get trains. Yeah. Yeah. It was trains all along. All right, so up 14. So number 126. Ooh. All right. Chelsea, how does this game compare to Fushigi no Umi no Nadia, the Sega Genesis RPG slash visual novel thing that's an adaptation of Nadia of the Blue Water? Mystery of Nadia the Blue Water? I don't remember exactly. Secret of the Blue Water? Secret of the Blue Water featuring Nadia. Something. It was... It, it's it's an anime that I think we found out later was actually kind of highly regarded. It's kind of like a classic that I had just not heard of before. That's fair. There's a lot of anime. Yeah, there's a lot of anime out there. But also, this is a weird, like... What is this for? ...thing. This is the Sega Genesis. Okay. It's, let, me, let me take a look at this real fast. Come back to me. Yeah. Okay, uh, Crystal. I think it's Nadia easy. I don't know why that game is this low. Okay. Seems like a perfectly right. good RPG. I, it seemed like at the... If I remember right when we looked at it, there really wasn't any RPG to it. It was just kind of walking around in an overworld and then engaging in like visual novel mechanics. I mean, that's cool, too. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, all right, well, Chelsea, you didn't get much time. No, but... yeah, I'm, this, Nadia looks nice. Yeah, Nadia seems like it has a chance to not bore me to tears, so yeah, I can go <laughs> along with this. Alright, so that means that Train Simulator is falling back down. Oh boy, Chelsea, how does it compare to Caged, a game that we desperately fail to find information on every time? 
It's some kind oh. of puzzle game involving spheres. That's about all we can really confirm for a fact. Just the 98 Windows game? Maybe? I got uh, pre-workout supplements. Okay, it's okay. not those. Uh, yeah, it's the Windows 98 game, yes. But Oh, actually, I guess it's Crystal's turn to vote first. Uh, there's also an interactive fiction game in 2000. It, it is definitely the 1998 puzzle game. I'm reading the description. There's 6,000 puzzles. Oh, that's a lot of puzzles. That's a lot of puzzles. Yeah, I can't find any images of this game. <laughs> no, it's like a ghost. <laughs> See, it was developed by Ideas from the Deep. Okay, they made, like, more than zero video games. They worked on Baldur's Gate 2, like an expansion to it. If you are trying to find more information on Caged, I've got bad news, Crystal. I mean, I guess there's over 6,000 puzzles and in nearly infinite combinations. Right. With no microtransactions. That's a fair point, yes. So I gotta vote for Caged. Alright, Chelsea. Uh... <laughs> I really am desperately... I'm gonna, this is going to be my project after this. What, finding more info on Cage? Yes. Um, <laughs> I'm going to vote Train Simulator because you can find stuff about it. It it exists, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I think that might be a solid argument. I'm not convinced that Cage isn't just a shared hallucination. <laughs> uh, in which case, uh, Train Simulator is moving back up to... Let's see. Now, notably... Trains is falling under Trains Railroad Simulator 2006, <laughs> which looked like a far less robust knockoff of Train Simulator. Yeah, but you can just buy it and have it. Yeah. You don't have yeah, to pay 17.49 euros for a route. Yeah, that's that's a good argument. Uh, there's only see. four routes in the base game, right? Yeah, there's only four. Except it sounds like you could maybe customize some stuff in the base game, too. I don't... But yes, basically, yes. Uh, okay. Chelsea, speaking of ghost games that we can't actually know anything about, uh, how do you think Train Simulator compares to Harpoon 3 Pro, a military training simulator that, the civ that civilians are not allowed to play? How did this game even come up? Uh, because it popped up on Moby Games. Okay, I want, I'm wondering how it got on Moby Games, but I think I'm going for Train Simulator, because it can be played by civilians. <laughs> That's a reasonable argument. Uh, Crystal? You know, I don't think the inaccessibility of a game should necessarily count against it. Sure. Sure. Uh, this seems like a pretty good harpooning simulator. I'm getting a phone call. Feel free to keep talking. I mean, it's good enough for the military, so it should be good enough for me. That's why I'm going to vote for it. Okay, I'm back. Uh, you were talking before, Luke, about how this game is inaccessible to civilians, but, like, there are torrents. I mean, I, I like, you found a torrent of Harpoon Pro 3? Uh, multiple, yes. Really? Yeah. Okay, that's fascinating, because... It was definitely when I first researched it, it was a game that was for, like, military trading purposes, and you were not supposed to play it if you I mean, weren't trying to learn how to be a harpoon gunner. That is who it is designed for, but it's not, like, 
treason to play it. <laughs> I wasn't suggesting it's treason. It Unlike just seemed like, you know. Of honor <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to look this stuff back up. Um, oh, it is not available in retail, but is sold on a case-by-case basis. Okay. All right, if you make a good argument, you get it. So it, 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 it has been possible to purchase it at some point, and because it's the internet, that means everyone can get it for free. Okay. Um, I forget if we were in the middle of voting. I think Chelsea voted for, uh, what are we? Are we still looking for Train Simulator? Yeah. Yeah. I think you voted for Train Simulator, right? Yeah. Okay. So, I, Crystal, how are you voting? I vote for Harpoon. Okay. Um, I guess if you're going to simulate something, you may, like, I assume Harpoon 3 Pro is simulated to a level that it's like, you could go use a harpoon gun when you're done with it. Whereas I'm not necessarily confident that a Train Simulator player could then go drive a train without any problems. And part of me wants to jump to the argument, yeah, but it's a train, how hard can it be? <laughs> but I know full well they're harder than they look. I know there's more to it than you would think there is. Um, so I'm going to go with Harpoon 3 Pro, I think. Uh, in which case... Uh, Crystal, how does it compare to Disney Pixar Cars, the kart racer based on that Disney Pixar movie Cars? Has Ashley given her opinion on this game? I don't think she has, or if she has, I don't remember it. I would be fascinated to know. So, um, which version is this? Uh, it's the, like, GameCube, PS2. Like, we have not gotten... This is one of those that's not granular enough to bother with, uh, like, individual ports yet. But it's, like, the it's the first Cars game. Uh, it's, it's like, a slightly worse Mario Kart. Uh, from reviews, it seemed like it was totally, um... Passable, but not. What I'm reading here is that it has an open world mission based structure. Okay, whoa. All right. That's, that's two years before Burnout Paradise. Shit. Okay. All right. Yeah, you're right. Open world mission based structure. You're absolutely right. It is maybe more of a Burnout Paradise, but like you said, before Burnout Paradise. Uh, not before Test Drive Unlimited, which is the actual <laughs> proto burnout. Sure, sure. How are you voting? Uh, cars. Okay, Chelsea. Driving cars seems more fun than driving trains. You can go in a lot of different directions. Actually, no, scratch <laughs> that. It is before Test Drive Unlimited 2. Oh, shit. <laughs> is this the first open-world car game? Like, Maybe. car racing driving game? Clearly, GTA 3 is older, but that's not focused on racing cars. Huh. All right. Uh, yeah, I'll also vote cars. Um, so, Chelsea... The last game to compare this to, how does Train Simulator compare to Scooby-Doo Unmasked? A, if I remember, this is a PlayStation 1, like, platformer. If, if it's the game I'm thinking of, it's kind of like a not-good Crash Bandicoot. Which, depending on your feelings about Crash Bandicoot, that might say a lot. This might not be what I'm thinking of, though. I might be thinking of a different Scooby-Doo licensed game. Uh, I'm jumping through some YouTube videos. Of it. No, it's more of a 3D platformer, I guess. Although it has sections where it kind of turns more behind the back and you're just going forward. I don't know. This looks very Crash Bandicoot. He is... Scooby-Doo is spinning around to break open crates. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> this is very Crash Bandicoot. Uh, how do you vote, Chelsea? Uh, yeah, Scooby-Doo looks like it'd be more fun than Train Simulator. 
Okay. All right. Uh, Crystal. Yes, Gooby Doo, easy. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. In that case, Train Simulator is ranked. Uh, it goes at number one thirty-three, directly above Caged and directly below Scooby Doo Unmasked. Uh, and just for the record, it is. Uh, where is Trains? I want to see how many points below it is. That's at number one twenty-one. Uh, so yeah, it's 12, 12 marks below the game that shamelessly ripped it off. Good to know. Um, all right, that just leaves us with one last game for the evening. Wait, hold on. Didn't Trains what? come out before Train Simulator? I don't believe so. When Let me double check. Sim- Let me double check. Train Simulator came out in... I can find it. 2009. Oh, crap. Okay, Trains was earlier. Never mind. I stand corrected. All right. Well, we just have one game left, and it is our user-suggested game, Dr. Mario. Uh, Hit me with that Fever song. I don't... How's the Fever even go? That one. It's that game. You know that game. You match the little virus guys with the pills to make the viruses die. And you fill a little pill bottle up. Don't fill it too much, though, or you'll lose the video game. I picked the NES version because the person that uh, suggested this did not give a version. And this has several different versions that are actually pretty different from one another. Uh, This was an arcade game, even. Um, So let's get on into it. Let's see. uh, Number... Needs to start at number 114 or 15. Chelsea, how does Dr. Mario compare to uh, Digimon World? The 3D adventure game about Digimon. Dr. Mario. Okay, Crystal. Uh, Digimon World. I'm a big proponent of puzzle games and a big opponent of Digimon. So, (laughs) yeah, Dr. Mario. Um... Which means that it's moving up to, let's see, that's 58. Yeah, 58. Crystal, how does Dr. Mario compare to Demolish Fist, the 2.5D brawler where you fight demon babies and throw cars at thugs and whatnot? The better video game is Demolish Fist. Okay, okay. Chelsea. Um, yeah, you know what, Demolish Fist. Oh, wow. Okay. I was going to vote Dr. Mario, but uh, Dr. Mario falls. Uh, in which case, it's moving up. Chelsea, how does Dr. Mario compare to Shadow Worlds? The uh, old PC tactics game that kind of looks like XCOM crossed with Alien and also bad. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is this game with the giant eye. Uh, yeah. Shadow Worlds. <laughs> All right, uh, Crystal. Uh, Shadow Worlds is better. Wow, all right. Y'all don't like Dr. Mario as much as I do. Well, I, I like Dr. Mario, but it's... <laughs> at the end of the day, it's just Tetris. Oh. Mm. Okay, I'm We're... sorry. <laughs> I have not played Dr. Mario, but I did play a free copy of Dr. Luigi that I got from Club Nintendo, and I didn't like it. Okay, well, I haven't played Dr. Luigi. I can't speak to it. Crystal... How does Dr. Mario compare to Busy Scissors, the, oh. <laughs> the oh, 3D? The 
Yeah, the Wii game where you style hair. Yeah, this game's awesome. Why is it so low? <laughs> well, Chelsea, do you want to offer a dissenting opinion? Uh, Busy says it's garbage, and I'm voting for Dr. Mario. <laughs> there you go. That's why, Crystal. <laughs> Wait, what's uh, the problem with Busy Scissors? It's just a it's a free flash game that they're charging money for, and it's a it's Wait. the worst kind of flash game. Are we talking about the same game? <laughs> <laughs> I think so. You, you use some motion controls to cut some hair. Uh, how is this a flash game? Uh, well, I mean, like I've played so many of these little uh, makeover games on. Gamesforgirls.com. Yeah, so have I. <laughs> it's just, it's. <sighs> Listen, I don't have to explain myself. It's trash. That's my opinion. I'm going to talk to Mario. Uh, I think it uses an innovative mechanic that takes good advantage of motion controls. I'm just saying, you could, I'm just, all I'm saying is you could play this game, you could play a million versions of this game for free. Online, anywhere, and but do they, they have most they have of them controls. are better than this? Wii controls. They wouldn't have Wii controls. You have mouse controls. Unless you could, you could rig up your Wii to act like a mouse pointer, probably. Well, but anyway, yeah. So Busy Scissors is a more divisive game than maybe a game like Busy Scissors might seem like it would be. Uh. Anyhow, I still like Dr. Mario because I like that kind of game, so I'm voting Dr. Busy Mario. This has been on the list for a long time, so I've had a while to stew. You, you've been stewing on this one. You've been, you've been preparing this Busy Scissors rant. <laughs> uh, it's been bubbling up inside you. So that means we're down to... All right. Uh, Chelsea, how does Dr. Mario compare to Die by the Sword limb from limb? The computer sword fighting game where I think you use your mouse to swing a sword around? Um. You cut people's arms off and stuff? I remember that game play not playing very well. Yeah, I think it depends a lot that. on what you like about games because it's a cool idea, but also maybe a little undercooked. In that case, I'll vote for Dr. Mario. Okay. Uh, Crystal, what do you vote for? Healing people or hurting people? Uh, sorry, I, I was just looking for hairdressing games. Uh, live games. <laughs> uh, I'm currently playing one where uh, we're in dressing Mulan's hair. Okay. And, like, each strand of hair is its individual thing. Ugh. And when you oh, wow. try to comb it, it just rotates it around a central axis. Oh, so it's not like it's a physics object. Yeah, I'm like, this is, I mean, Busy Scissors is clearly a higher quality game than this. <laughs> Okay, but how do you vote for Dr. Mario versus <laughs> Die by the Sword? Um, Die by the Sword. I'm I'm gonna keep voting for Dr. Mario. I would have eventually stopped, but you guys voted it down low enough that it's just gonna beat almost all of these games for me. Uh, yeah, I can give Mulan a nice undercut. <laughs> Snip that off. Oh, no. Mm. Wait, I can see. I can just... Crystal, take a break from your Disney styling career for a moment to tell me how you think about Dr. Mario versus Mega Man Star Force 2 Zerker Cross Ninja. The Mega Man uh, Star Mega Force. Mm, that's. I. Alright. <laughs> Chelsea? 
I'm gonna vote for uh, Dr. Mario. Yeah, there's a fucking hair growth potion, but it, it just increases <laughs> the scale. It doesn't. Uh, <laughs> now, to be fair, that's an incredible concept that you could get a wider hair follicle going on. There, I just shaved her head. Okay. It's a strong look. I mean, that's a unique look for. Now yeah. I'm gonna dye it purple. Wait, but there's nothing to dye. There's still stubble there. Oh, okay, okay. And now I'm gonna grow it all out. It's Dr. Mario. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I think we've lost Crystal. I'm voting Dr. Mario also. Uh, I gotta say, Crystal, for as much as you're complaining that that game is not very good, you seem really into it. I mean, it's Busy Scissors is better, though. <laughs> Like, so, I'm just saying graphics and not shitty JPEGs being rotated. Chelsea, how does Dr. Mario compare to PT Boats Knights of the Sea, the naval World War II Pacific theater combat simulator? Um, Dr. Mario. Okay. Uh, Crystal. Uh, PT Boats. Okay. Like I said, I, I, my vote for Dr. Mario can basically be assumed at this point. Crystal, how do you think F-14 com- Tomcat compares to Dr. Mario? It's a flight sim. But it's very old, and it's about the F-14 Tomcat. Uh, F-14 Tomcat. What if, okay, can you find a game where you can style and cut the hair of a fighting game? That seems like it'd be a good time. Really give a nice hairstyle to a... That one enemy in Undertale. Oh god, yeah, there... Shit, Undertale did beat me to this joke. Curse you, Undertale! <laughs> oh. Alright, you said F14 com- Tomcat Crystal? Mm hmm. Alright, uh, Chelsea. I gotta go, I gotta keep going with Dr. Mario. Alright, well, in that case, Dr. Mario is placed at number 89. Let's see. Dr. Mario, NES. Uh, does it number 89 directly above uh, F14 Tomcat, directly below Shadow Worlds? Crystal has just shared a picture of the Mulan that she's made, where uh, she's got sort of short hair sticking straight up that is dyed purple. It's, uh, really, if you had not told me at the beginning that this was Mulan, I would not have recognized her. You've really, you've really done a wonder on her style. It's a whole new person. Thank you. <laughs> uh, all right. Finishing this up here, let's just read the bottom and top ten. Uh, down in the bottom ten at number 230, Swedish Erotica Custer's Revenge. At number 229, Vitamin X, We Are Super Supermet Boys. At number 228, Medal of Honor Warfighter. Number 227, Time Dominator, a.k.a. Socket. Number 226, Swedish Erotica Bachelor Party. Number 225, where did I date last night? Number 224, Sonic Shuffle. Number 223, Elsa Dentist Surgery Simulator. Number 222, Kaze no Okako and Nite. And number 221, Las Vegas Tycoon. Meanwhile, in the top 10, we've had a shakeup. We've got at number 10, Dark Souls 2. At number 9, Sonic Adventure 2 Battle. At number 8, Metal Gear Solid 2 Sons of Liberty. At number 7, Rocket League. At number 6, Earthbound. At number five, Power Pro Coon Pocket 3. At number four, Elite Beat Agents. At number three, Mother 3. At number two, Elevator Action EX. 
And at number one, still the greatest game of all time, Horde. Crystal, where can people find you online? You can find me at Arcane Crystal and on, on theentropy.com. I'm currently hosting the Zelda Lore podcast, The Book of Medora. All right. Excellent. Uh, Chelsea, how about you? Uh, you can find me if you go to audioentropy.com. There's a link to my Tumblr right there under the sampler I made. And hey, if you want to follow me on Twitter, my handle there is the same as my Tumblr, Nitspecibus. All right. Great, great. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at SSJSpeedRacer. Uh, you can find me on audioentropy.com. I host a plethora of shows, including Teenagers Attitude, Cosmic Call. Uh, I'm a co-host, sort of sort of a lieutenant host on Totally Reprise. Um, and uh, I think that's everything. Um, so, uh, <laughs> Crystal, why don't you close us out with our first tagline? Our first sign-off for the I day. I want my baby back, baby back, baby back, baby back, baby back, baby back, baby I want my baby back, baby back, baby back, baby back, ribs. Perfect, great. Oh, I'm a fat bastard. <laughs> You just really got a lot of those great late 90s, early 2000s references uh, locked and loaded, huh? Uh, Chelsea, go. Tip your waitress. All right. Uh, as for me, eat some apples. We'll see you next time. <laughs> Bye. Bye. I thought I told you not to, but you had to, and you did. Oh, Luke. Chelsea. Somehow I found myself on the Spongebob Wikipedia page for the episode Squid on Strike. And I'm reading the trivia and error section, and it's killing me. Okay. Uh, here's in the trivia section. Uh, Spongebob has said he loved the Krusty Krab many times, so it's unknown how he destroyed it without showing regret. This episode explains why Squidward has never moved on and gotten any higher career in his life, since he has now been forced to work for Krabs forever. This episode has the longest time period on a time card to date. One eternity later. And here's some of the errors. Uh, Spongebob and Squidward are invertebrates, and therefore would have no skeletons to rot away to. <laughs> In part of this episode, it shows Squidward and Spongebob really old on strike. Yet at that age, Mr. Krabs will most likely be dead. <laughs> Sorry. 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 I'm just I'm just on another SpongeBob page for Sandy, SpongeBob, and the and the worm, and in the the cultural references section of the of the wiki page, it says, "When the mother says that the worm ate her children's homework, it is a reference to the excuse of what children say to get, to get, to get out of their homework when they say a dog ate it." <laughs>